Welcome to Excelling in Christ, where the only goal that counts is walking in the footsteps of Jesus. And why is that the only goal that counts? Because the only way we can excel in Christ is to imitate Christ. We don't desire some later version. We don't want a revisionist version. We don't want a modern American version. We want to seek the way Jesus taught. And today in this podcast, we're going to be talking about the compassion of Christ. And I think we would all agree that when you talk about compassionate people, Jesus has to be on your top 10 list of compassionate people. In fact, for most of us, he would be our number one most compassionate person. He loved the unlovable. He loved the social outcast. He loved those struggling with sin. He didn't come to beat people up. He didn't come down to, to look down on them, even though he was certainly superior to all of us. He came with compassion. And so why has Christianity survived for 2,000 years? And part of the answer is the compassion of Christ. We humans desire to be loved. We hunger for it. And I know you felt it. We have all felt it. Might have felt it many times. And Jesus feeds that hunger. But it's not just Jesus. It's also being part of a great church family. And I know all those churches out there aren't great. And I'm going to tell you straight up, you get around a toxic church, you run as fast as you can because they're not going to do anything but tear you down and mess you up. But when you get connected with a great church family that is practicing the compassion and the love of Christ and the, the scriptures that he taught, uh, it, it's, it's going to be great. So what was Jesus' primary compassion? His primary compassion was the spiritual needs of mankind. He did not come to create an empire an entertainment empire. He didn't carry his cross to Calvary to create entertainment and recreation. He carried his cross to Calvary to save souls from eternal ruin. Now, whose soul? Well, yours and mine. And anybody that truly desires to take up their cross and follow him. But have you noticed how so much of modern religion in America today is primarily focused on entertainment and recreation. I mean, here comes Christ seeking to save the lost. And what we have are many, many, many groups out there feeding the desires of the flesh. But that wasn't Jesus' focus at all. Now, after he fed the 5,000, and you can read that in John 6, and he did it at the end of the day, Jesus didn't set up billboards, send out flyers, and tell everybody, hey, there's going to be a big free feed. Come on in and get the food. And oh, by the way, you got to listen to a little preaching while you're here. He had these people follow him all day long. At the end of the day, nobody knew what he was going to do. And out of compassion, he fed them. And then when they came back the next day for a second meal, do you know what he did? Jesus, the most compassionate person on the planet, did the unthinkable. He told them no. He told them not to labor for food which perishes, but for the food that endures to eternal life. And then he preached this big old long sermon about having to eat his flesh and drink his blood, and everybody left. And that's when he looked at the twelve and said, Do you want to go away also? So now I want you to think about this. With all his compassion, all the great love that he had for mankind... Why in the world did he refuse to feed them a second time? How could he possibly do that in the name of love and compassion? And that is because feeding their flesh missed the target. And what was the target? Their soul. What good would it have done them to have a belly full 
and be eternally lost. If they couldn't connect with Jesus spiritually, he would rather have them walk away than have them follow him for a free meal. Now, you want to talk about some intense focus on your mission. That's exactly what Jesus had, but it shouldn't be a surprise if you know the Bible. Then you know in Matthew 16, 26, he said, What profit is it to a man if he gains the whole world and loses his own soul? Jesus was not here to feed the hunger of the flesh. His primary focus was the spiritual. Now, God could rain down manna from heaven and feed everybody on earth every day for their entire lifetime. They wouldn't even have to work for food, just like he did Israel for 40 years. God could miraculously give us clothes and houses and cars that don't wear out. And what would that do for us spiritually? And the answer is absolutely nothing. We would be no better off than Israel was when God poured out so many awesome blessings on them and all they could do is whine and complain and want more and more and we're just people we'd do the same thing so god understands that feeding the flesh does not make us spiritually stronger so if we're going to walk in the footsteps of jesus if you really really want to excel in christ then one of the first things we need to learn is we have to look at jesus example and follow him and his example, when we look at the bigger picture, is quite humbling. So in Philippians 2.6, we read that Jesus was in heaven in the form of God. Now, I don't even know how to imagine that. He's in heaven in that wonderful paradise. There's no trouble. There's no pain. There's no sorrow. There's nobody trying to kill him. And he left that, and he took on the flesh, and he took on the role of a servant, and he emptied himself and became our example. He did not come to put on a song and dance show. He did not come to give us three wishes. He came to save us from the passion and desire of the flesh. And the pinnacle of his example was when he laid down his life on Calvary. His compassion moved him out of the comfort zone of heaven all the way to Calvary on the nails through his hands and feet. I don't even know how to put that into words beyond what I just said. Yet we have false teachers out there distorting the message, distorting Jesus' example, and they turn Jesus' message into little more than a means to feed the desires of the flesh. Oh, sure, they dress it up with a little Christian dressing and try to make it look spiritual, but it's nothing but a dog and pony show, and Jesus was not going to do that himself. It was not his intent. He refused to be distracted by earthly things. He chose a life of hardship. Remember what he said over there in Matthew 8 and 20, where he said, the foxes have holes and the birds have nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. And then when he taught us to pray, he taught us to pray, give us this day our daily bread one day at a time. Now, folks, that's pretty bare bones. That's pretty minimal stuff there. That is not the gospel of prosperity that you hear preached so often. Later, Paul would say, if we have food and clothing with these, we should be content. That's verse Timothy 6 and verse 8. So the Bible message is really, really clear. Jesus did not come to entertain the flesh. He did not come to establish a church to entertain the flesh. Why did he come? 
He came to save the lost. Now, I don't know how so many people have twisted the compassion of Jesus into a little more than just showtime, but that's what we're up against today instead of the true compassion and message of Jesus. Jesus, now, he did. He had great compassion. So what do you think his greatest act of compassion was? I personally don't think it was feeding the 5,000. I don't think it was healing the sick. I don't think it was calming the storm. I don't even think it was raising the dead. I personally would rate his greatest act of compassion as the time when he could have called 12 legions of angels to save him from the cross, and he did not. He took the path that was laid before him, and he carried his cross, and then he, in essence, said, Come, follow me. So what does all of this mean for you and I in our daily life? So let's make application. We'll start to wrap up this podcast. If you're a Christian, then when you were baptized into Christ, you put on Christ. That's Galatians 3 and 27. So if we put on Christ, then we imitate Christ. So what does that mean? And Paul answers, those who are Christ have crucified the flesh with its passion and desires. That's Galatians 5 and 24. Or maybe you prefer Galatians 2.20 where Paul said, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. So let's make a little bit more of a concrete and precise application. Are you married? then you're going to practice compassion in that marriage. If you're the woman, you're going to go to Ephesians 5.22 and you're going to read the instructions Christ gave you there. If you're the husband, you're going to drop down a few verses and you're going to read where he says, Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church. And you're going to read down a little further. And they're going to tell the husbands to nurture and cherish their wives as they do their own flesh. There's going to be your compassion. Are you in the family stage of life? Do you have children at home? Okay, here's going to be your biblical compassion. Ephesians 6, 4. He says, you fathers, raise your children in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. Are you employed? Then you're going to give your employer a good day's work. Are you in the social circle, which most of us are? Then we're going to let our light shine before men so they can see our good works and glorify our Father in heaven. Matthew 5 and 16. Are you part of a church family? And if so, you're going to practice that love. You're going to do good unto all, especially the household of faith. There's where we're going to start practicing our compassion by serving others. Because Christ said, whoever wishes to become great among you shall be your servant. And whoever wishes to be first among you shall be your slave. Matthew 20, 26 through verse 28. So, we're going to serve some physical needs now and then, of course, and Jesus did that also. But our primary target, just like Jesus, is the spiritual good of others. That's the compassion we're going to practice as we learn to imitate Jesus. So, thanks for joining me today. I trust you found something helpful here, something that will help you excel in Christ. And if you like what you hear, then share this wherever you do your social media. And as always, I hope you have a great day.